<clears throat> this is the EDM Unplugged Podcast. I am your host, DJ MTK, powered by West Coast Radio. I have on the line with me today, Alexandra with Listen Up. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited for the show. Well, you've actually been the one behind the scenes that have set up, you know, numerous, numerous interviews with us for our podcast. And, you know, and I was just kind of looking at the list of some of the artists here from Boombox Cartel to um, Benson over in Australia, Swalo. Um, yeah, and I see Dom Dalla on the wall behind you, uh, Dom Dalla as well, which was a really good one. And it came, yeah, Dom Dalla was, was, yeah. was hella fun. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. He's he's so much fun. He's bright personality. Well, what I like about the artists that come from, let's just say, Europe, you know, he's from Australia, but the other the other side of the country is, you know, when you go to when you come to Southern California, we have a different swag to us, right? Totally. And so <laughs> and so, like, I wanted to I wanted him to feel that swag, like how it really is being from the West Coast, like even getting tacos or you know something like that's not Taco Bell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's completely different. Show them what a California burrito looks like. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm talking about. And you're up, yeah. in, you're up in L.A. Well, you know, I want to do a mini rapid fire with you. You know, how, you know the rapid fire, right? Yes. Okay, so I want to do a mini rapid fire with you. So we'll start this out. Trap or house music? House music. Ooh, okay. Uh, festival or house party? Festival for sure, any day. <laughs> really? I've noticed, like, yeah. even with myself, like, I've been kind of going... Okay, let me ask you, the festival or warehouse? Ooh, that's a good one. I think it depends on the artist for the warehouse. Right. But I definitely would say festival because you can kind of see so many different types of artists from, like, all genres at a festival. Versus warehouse, it's just one one speed, one beat, ready to go, you know? Right. Um, okay, last one. Vegas yeah. or Ibiza? I've never been to Ibiza, so um, I'm going to say Ibiza, even though I've never been there, but I definitely feel like the vibe is off the chain, you know, and Vegas is Vegas. <laughs> Vegas is Vegas, yeah. I mean, and, and I'm glad to see that everything's now starting to pick up again. Um, is there a, a upcoming, what, what, what is your favorite festival? Uh, my favorite festival is Cross for sure in in san diego all my best friends live in san diego and it's always like the best vibe the location is amazing as you know yeah you know right by the water yeah. and just like it's always just such good vibes like every time i go there i have an absolute blast so i would say that's my favorite like socal festival yeah well led presents they really did put together a really great product the what mm -hmm. what they were able to put together and i think too you know as music has evolved from tech house to techno they really were you know putting on some good cards good good artists yeah, absolutely i was you know i would be surprised sometimes and i would just be like wow they this is some like it would remind you like you're at a warehouse in europe absolutely and you know they marketed as like a house and techno festival but as we saw like in 2019 like gasol was seen headlined you know one day mm -hmm. so they're really like bringing out these like huge huge artists from all over the globe and you know now they're becoming you know definitely a, like a strong brand like within the dance music community so I think that they put on 
very yes. unique events. I always have a really good time and I really enjoy the artists that I see there. So it's, it's, it's a good time. Yeah. And I would say this too, you know, one thing that I did love about cross as well is I'd always discover a new artist I've never heard of. I remember when Absolutely. I remember I, I heard Rico Dite there and not a lot of people know who he is. But when I started doing more research on him, like his face, his Instagram are like pictures of nature, but he's like was selling out across the world. Like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, that's what I loved about Cross. Like, they really they really put some guys on the map that you had no idea about, but were, but were huge. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I got to check that person out. I don't I don't know. He's, he's on that like, how, how how would I describe it? Like techno, indie, like drums and bass but like indie i, I don't i'd have to send you one of his mixes yeah send me something yeah, is like it more some, like a dark vibe yeah or, yeah you know? yeah okay. he was like one of the last ones on <laughs> it was perfect okay, all right. yeah. yeah um well no thank you for coming on you know what i wanted to ask you is you know kind of some behind the scenes questions because you're a, a press manager correct yes now Senior press manager what, what, explain to me what what is that exactly so press manager is just another word for a publicist. It's, okay. They go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Okay. So does that mean basically that you're dealing with all of their, um, uh, I guess what we're yeah, doing? So yeah. So basically, you know, as a publicist, what happens is a, an artist comes to us, you know, and they're saying, you know, I have something tomorrow. I have either a song coming out, an EP, an album a tour okay. or a few festival um, appearances and we really project. want to kind of get some some you know people talking about it we want to get some online features some stuff in print we want to touch into radio you know we want to just really get that press moving so that's when they come to us and then you know as a publicist what we do is like we build out a plan for them you know target how we want to approach the campaign where we want it to live you know where we want them to be you know in the course of however long the campaign is which could be a month all the way up to six months or a year so really just like steadily building out um, these strong press looks, which in turn, um, I don't know if you knew this, but a lot of press links, especially for artists with reference like Dom Dalla, as we were speaking of earlier, mm -hmm. um, it helps them get their visa in the in the U.S. because oh. they'll be able to see like, oh, they played these festivals, they have these press links, you know, these certain outlets covered them and it helps them, you know, to get that visa. So it kind of all works hand in hand, you know, them publicizing their music, what they're doing, and in turn, they're able to use our press links to continue to tour throughout the U.S. When I think, too, behind the scenes, there's so many variables that in the beginning of just getting in the industry, I had no idea about. You know, this this one, um, I guess, spoke of the wheel, you know, is an important part because the artist... Is it, now, let me ask you this. Is it usually the record label or the management team that reaches out to you guys? It's both. It just depends on the artist and you okay. know, who's who's involved specifically. Because a lot of times what I'll notice is when I interview the artist and I this been across the board, they're like, I don't know, just go talk to him. I'm like, OK, yeah. <laughs> like they're just like, I guess I'm playing here. I'm coming. I'm going and I'm just doing what they're telling me to do. Exactly. I mean, they're, you know, they're so busy. They have so many things on their mind. That's yeah. what we do behind the scenes. Like we're supposed to have all the information, know what they need to be doing and what they need to be saying. So that's, that's where we come in. So did you, were, did, were you already involved in like the music industry before you started working at Listen Up or were you already working as press or how did that all evolve? 
So I started more in entertainment, um, more in like the TV, film, um, oh, okay. you know, mainstream kind of realm um, at my previous role. And, you know, I always had a really strong passion for music and that kind of led me to my role here at Listen Up. Um, and then I've been working at Listen Up now for just about three years. It'll be my three year in August. In the, but did you, were you... Were you already listening to like house music and EDM music before you started working with them? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I have been a huge, you know, EDM and just, you know, dance music fan in general for over 10 years. I went oh, to my wow. first okay. festival in 2012 and I think it was the, yeah, it was Beyond Wonderland 2012. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was like, I have not looked back since. I've just been on this trajectory. So, <laughs> okay. So we'll do this. We'll do this. Um, Let's say our top three DJs that just come up to mind. You say one, I'll say one. You go first. Ooh, that's top three. But what you know? What's the level of top? Are we talking you have about to, most popular? You you're on an island. You're on an island, and you have to pick three. Whatever genre so you want. What a hard question. <laughs> okay, okay. I think I I'll it. go first. How's that? I'll go first. I'll take Eric Pridge with me. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, definitely Purple Disco Machine. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, I'll take Dead Mouse next. Uh, Chami for sure. Ooh. I would probably take Solomon next. You know Solomon? Yes, of course. I would. Those would be my um, three. I would. I'd. I'd have a great day every day watching them. Solomon's song "Tuk Tuk" is one of my favorites right now. It's such a good track. He oh my is. gosh, I listen to it every time I get in the car. What's so, crazy because so a lot of people don't. Actually, a lot of people don't know who Solomon is. Like, I think you have to be in the house music community. Uh, because I do know some people like who I'm like, oh God, never mind. But <laughs> let me send you some. That's what we're here for. We got to teach exactly, them. You know? <laughs> exactly. Well, who would you? Who would be your your third one? I feel like maybe my third one would probably be Diplo because just because he would be super entertaining and he, you know, can DJ for hours and hours and hours. So it would be like on like, you know, unbeatable fun all day long. If we go and now I'm going to have to add a couple other ones. I pr okay. okay. I, I would probably add Destructo and D Dylan Francis. Yes. That, those are good ones for yeah, sure. Because they are super um, fun. See. I, I just had one on top of my tongue. Um... Who else? Who else? Uh, Rufus the Soul for sure. Ooh, that's you know, a good one. On, a, on the beach with a drink, with them playing in the background, all vibes. We sure. could do this all day. I could, I could keep I, going. I literally could do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, um, you know, the other thing I wanted to ask you is how has the past year been like behind the scenes for someone that's in the industry, having to talk with managers and having to talk with record labels? I mean, it's been a crazy 12 months. Yeah, it's definitely been really interesting. You know, we as press, we have like a certain, you know, way that we do things and artists as well. Because when you see, you know, an artist gearing up to, you know, drop an album, then it's coincided with a tour and then festival appearances. There's like a system and how it works. Right, right. So now that there was, you know, no ability to have those live performances, artists really had to change the way that they were releasing their music. And, mm -hmm. you know, from that was a ripple effect for press, we had to change the way that we were doing press. And also at the same time, you know, as press, we, were, we really focus on like the positive, um, but 2020 really taught us to, you know, really engage with what's going on and, you know, speak up and be a part of the conversation and making sure that our artists are also involved in that. Um, so it, it definitely restructured the way that we handle press, the way that we interact with our artists and just, you know, overall the way that we interact in society. And a lot of the times people look to music artists, you know, as, 
advocates and, you know, mm-hmm. leaders, um, mm-hmm. especially in, in a progressive sense. So, you know, during COVID, people were, you know, needed music, they needed that outlet, you know, they needed that sense of, you know, community. And I think there's a lot of artists that really stepped up and did what they were supposed to during that time. And a lot of artists that we worked with as well. So it was, it was both difficult to navigate and also really positive in the sense that, you know, our artists, really made some amazing music and things really pushed on and it made me really appreciate like what I was doing that actually that answer I was not expecting I mean that's that is (laughs) the reason I say that is because it's it hits on so many levels where it comes to back to about humanity almost right you know and, and a lot of the people that I've spoke to that you guys have introduced me to you know we were able to have these really deep conversations about you know this is what was going on was beyond music, but music is what kind of what brings us together. Absolutely. And you're right that they, you know, sometimes you have a responsibility when you're on that level to say, Hey, listen, you know, this is where I'm making a stand. Yeah. This is, this is where I'm making a stand. And, you know, there were a lot of artists that I worked with too, who had timed, you know, their EP releases or their album releases around a certain thing. And, you know, they were like, do I make the decision to wait and hold my music until live music is back again? Or do I put it out there because my fans need it and mm-hmm. like they're asking for it? And for me, too, it's a sense of therapy to be able to, you know, listen to my music and see how it affects my fans and, you know, have that positive, you know, result from it. So yeah. I think a lot of that, too, was that artist really stepping up and saying, what's more important to me, the business aspect of the industry or the emotional humanity aspect of the industry of right. what, how powerful my music can be because it starts putting things in priorities like what's really important yeah yeah no Definitely. i agree with you i agree with you well we want to end it on what are your favorite three tracks of 2021 such a good question i'm really excited for this actually. okay so my number one would definitely be looking for me paul wolford on higher ground oh wow that he's song. old school yeah, that song is amazing. Came out on higher ground. It is one of those tracks where you just what is it? Looking for me. Looking for me uh, okay. by Paul Wolford uh, on higher ground. It blows label higher ground. So yeah, it's one of those songs that really kind of transports you to you know that festival. You know, like let's say cross where you're all you know smiles with your friends. It's you know about to be sunset. Right. There's just like an immense amount of vibe and love happening, and that song really brings me to that moment. So it, it I definitely have a special place for it in my heart. Uh, oh. So that would be my number one. My, all, all the track that I and I just heard about two weeks ago was the new John Summit track, "Better Than This" with Parachute Youth. Uh, yeah, so he, good. He has, I mean, I don't know if he's the artist of the year or or what, but like, I know he was a pretty big artist before the pandemic. But he has he, something he has done in the past twelve months is you know elevated him to another level. So John uh, Summit is crushing it right now. He just really is and through everything that he puts out is fantastic. He's just like he's such a good up and coming artist, and it's really good to see you know someone that's a lot younger and from the youth just like continuing to push you know the genre forward so well, i'm really it, excited to see what else he puts out and i think it goes to show you that you know if you focus your energy and do it correctly i mean he's a oh, i'm t- he was he he was like a breaking artist before all this but now he's like i don't I, he just blew up now he's like the the hottest artist right now yeah like, no say, in 2020 2021 yeah no he really blew up um what's your next yeah. track you have on your list uh, number two would be uh, Let It Go, the Martinez Brothers and oh. Mark Basie. Oh, I love that song. Uh, that song, 
so good. So, I love that so good. Song. It's also like one of the songs that I share with my group of friends that every time we listen to it, it's just such a vibe. So, it's like a pool party. So You're good. about to go walk into the pool party. You throw that on and it just goes insane. I can't wait to hear that at one of the next, you know, events or festivals or, you know, shows that I go to. That's That one's just going to. You're going to hit hard, definitely. Yeah. Um, the one that I'll show, and I believe you guys shared this one with me, was the Medusa track, Head Rush, featuring um, El Roy. I may be saying that wrong, but Head Rush by Medusa. I really did like that track. And he's another artist I think in the past five years has blown up. Absolutely, yeah. I'm working the Medusa campaign right now on that song, so I think I sent that one to you. But yeah, that song is so good. That one is just, you know, transport you definitely to like dirty, grimy clubs. That mm-hmm. night, you know, it's it's such it's such a good one, and I really hope that it blows up. You know, once shows kind of come back in the club scene. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, what's uh, is this going to be? This is your third track, the last one. Yeah, third track would be "You've Done Enough" by Gorgon City. I am Ooh. such a Gorgon City fan. I love Gorgon City. This song really kind of reminded me of stuff that they put out a few years ago. It has that classic, you know, Gorgon City sound that awesome like vocalist that just makes you want to throw your hands up in the air and sing along. It's such a good track. So that one would be my third one. And then honorable mention, definitely John Summit, John Summit, beauty sleep or deep end. I would say both of those as, and make me feel, make me feel is a banger as well. What I love for everybody that's listening. We didn't, I I didn't ask her for honorable mention. She just threw it in there. She's like, listen, (laughs) this is going to be the honorable mention. I love that. Um, my last one would be, and this actually surprised me. I was listening it, listening to it on a road trip. Uh, the Chemical Brothers' new track, "The Darkness That You Fear." Ooh, I have not heard that one yet, it's, but I will give that one a listen. It surprised me. I mean, the Chemical Brothers are, you know, Hall of Fame, right? Absolutely. And, and so when I heard this track, I was like, "Wow!" They came out with this, uh, like an almost an EP, and I, and I and I believe it was playing on Diplo's channel on Sirius XM, and I was like, "Wow!" That this one really, I was like, "I need to listen to that again." So that would be that will be my top three tracks. Um, you know who? Let me, before we get you, um, before we sign off, who would you think in 2022, late 2021, is going to be a new breakout artist that you've been hearing about? A new breakout artist? Uh, in what scene do you, would you say? Um, I would say house music. House music? I mean, John Summit, we know. Like, that one's just coming up. Yeah. Um, LP Giobi, I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but her music has just been taking off during covid She's amazing. She's an amazing artist. She does a lot of, you know, work in like the female community. She puts on all these seminars that really encourages, um, you know, female producers to get involved. Um, She's just the sweetest little thing that ever lived. My boyfriend used to actually manage her directly. And I'll send you some of her music. She is fantastic. Uh, House music. Uh, She's also on Sophie Tucker's label and she tours heavily with them. So they, they really support her as she's well from la own. right so i would definitely say she'll i'm sorry she's from la right she's from la yeah 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 okay yeah, yeah i've heard her because she's i think she has a show on diplo right yeah she has a show on diplo's revolution she's playing um the day trip festival coming up in july uh, i think she's playing on july 3rd so we'll see her there and i'm sure you're going to be seeing her pop up on so many you know festivals around la as well as just across the u.s because she's she's awesome well, this is the EDM Unplugged podcast with Alexandra. I really appreciate you coming on. I, I've been wanting to have this discussion with you. Any last words for everybody out there? 
Um, I just want to say thank you. And I want to say you're the best. You always put together these amazing interviews and you're such a great vibe. Um, I love following you on Instagram too. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so keep it up and keep doing what you're doing and, you know, lots of love to you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Next time you're in San Diego, definitely stop by. We'll get some tacos across the street. Yes, please. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the EDM Unplugged podcast. Well, we are out. We'll be back next week and we have a surprise for everybody. We'll wait till next week to tell everybody. And that's going to be because of Alexandra. So I can't wait for that one too. Sound good. Bye. Bye. Thank you.